Welcome, Tethered Nation. This is your number one saddle hunting resource, where hands are a four-letter word. All right, so welcome back to another episode of the Tethered Nation podcast. Um, this is weird for me because I'm hosting today. We don't have Greg Godfrey to host. So you got Jared Schaefer here and Grant Lemon. What's up, Grant? Oh, not too much. I uh, just listened to a very interesting episode of the Chasing Tales podcast oh, where yeah. uh, Greg Godfrey said he hated me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that dude's deal is. I mean, he he holds a lot of hate in his heart sometimes. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I just want him to know that I actually I, I love Greg. Um, <laughs> even though he hates me, I'll still be his best friend. <laughs> Well, Grant is actually fairly new to the podcasting game. You've been on, what, one? One podcast, yeah. One podcast. So we've got him on the on the Tethered podcast today because Grant and I go back several years now. What, seven years? Or is it more than that? I think it's more than that. If you go back to the beginning of Extreme Pursuit Outdoors, um yeah, I mean that was, was back in time ago. that was back in 2013. So you know this was before I was saddle hunting. I mean um, that this was back when I was still hunting. You know, just around West Virginia, I hadn't really branched out at all yet. Um, so to make a long story short, me and uh, another buddy of ours, LG Shea, we started Extreme Pursuit Outdoors. You know, it was just one of those typical. Uh, Get your buddies together, film some hunts, get some sponsors. I'm air quoting right now <laughs> where you get 10% off your gear. Yeah, buddy, <laughs> spend a thousand, get $3 off. Yeah, so anyway, we uh, I met Grant through that. And the funny thing is, Grant lived like five minutes down the road from me <laughs> and, uh, you know, had no clue. So I think you like, you know, you were trying to get in on, on Extreme Pursuit and, uh, we we tried to make it all official and he had to send in like a resume and yeah. footage and stuff there's and a video <laughs> that exists of me out there uh kind of like a uh i guess sort of like a job interview video for extreme pursuit where i stood in front of a camera and was like these are the reasons <laughs> that i would be great for your company i bet it is the most embarrassing thing on the planet <laughs> i wish i still had it because it, it's probably pretty good oh, i bet it's awful <laughs> But, yeah, me and Grant, you know, we, we met up that way, and, uh, you know, we kind of started hunting together a good bit. We uh, we got a lease in Ohio together, and, man, that was a ton of fun doing that. Because that, yeah. that was all new for me because I I hadn't really hunted out of state at all, and that was all a new experience and for me. And it was me. before I had a kid, so I was over there. Yeah. Like, me and Jared's dad, the first year we had that lease, lived over there. Like, yeah. If, if we weren't working, and even sometimes when we were working, we were <laughs> over in Ohio hunting, and it was probably the wettest year I've ever seen. And our our camper, we bought a little uh, little crappy camper for what it was a thousand bucks. Yeah, a thousand yeah. bucks. Three of us split it up. And that thing had three inches of mud caked <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> that thing was awful. It stunk, but. It was home, man. That was a uh, that was a cool time hunting bucks at 
you don't see here in West Virginia, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a completely different game over there. And uh, I, I'll admit that I probably got a little trigger happy, and I, I <laughs> shot a 100-inch eight-point. Every year that we've had Every, least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't grown out of that yet. Maybe one of these days. <laughs> I've started to get a little bit better the last couple of years. But yeah, you've made it up to a 110 this year. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, no shame in that game. <laughs> but, I mean, this was uh, – you know, when we started hunting over there, this was kind of a, the transition for me, transitioning from, you know, a climbing stand to a saddle. And uh, that was probably your first year in a saddle as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I was trying to think about that the other day. Um, when we started hunting over there was probably two years before my daughter was born. She's four years old now. When we were on the Southern Ground, uh, Parker McDonald's podcast, he asked how long we'd been saddle hunting. I blurted it out six years, and Jared <laughs> Jared was struggling because he's like, wait a minute. I know I've saddle hunted longer than this guy, and he has. Uh, but I think, I guess I'd probably be up around five years of saddle hunting. I don't know. But um, that was like you started saddle hunting, and then as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, me too. And it was uh, it was a little bit of an adventure for me. I, there, yeah, there were some struggles. I remember yeah. pretty well. I uh, I started out. I remember one of the first times that I was like, "All right, I'm taking this Guido's web, and I'm gonna go just whack a giant." Because we had a really nice buck that Jared's dad ended up killing there, and I had climbed in the dark. I got there in this Guido's web. One sticked it, which was another mistake. Without enough practice, one stick can be a little challenging. <laughs> and I got up and I was like, "Man, here we go. That <laughs> this is going to be awesome." And this this uh, big male red squirrel started chasing a female, trying to get a little piece of tail, and come running down the hill. Got about 25 yards from me and locked it up and <laughs> stared at me for like 10 minutes and then just started barking. And I was like, this saddle hunting thing ain't for me. That thing saw me from 30 yards away. <laughs> uh, and I almost busted my teeth out climbing down one day. I had a lot of rough. The first season, probably halfway through the first season, I had a lot of rough hunts. And then I got a sit drag. And that after I got that sit drag, I was... I was good to go. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's a good point to make too because you know there's a lot of new guys getting into this right now, and you know you see them trying all these aiders and naders and suaders, yeah. and um, I'm telling you right now when you're out there actually running gun hunting and you're you're not sure what tree you're going to be in, it's it's a different ball game than than doing it in your backyard. Yeah. Um, and I definitely don't discourage anybody from trying that stuff because it, there's a you know there's a lot of good methods out there that that'll help you get higher lighter weight. But um, you know it just shows that you know we've been doing this a long time and we we still struggle on oh, running yeah. gun hunts. I mean there's there's days where I'm sweating up a storm and cussing and it just does not always go perfect. Yeah, I was I was telling somebody on uh, the Saddle Hunter Facebook page the other day. They were asking about linemen's belts and whether or not they actually catch you. And uh, I gaffed out going up this tree, both my gaffs at the same time. I was just standing there, gaffed out both at the same time on this tree, and it caught me immediately. 
went two feet and it did it again. And I think I gaffed out three or four times before I got to the top of that tree and then killed a buck on the way back down, gaffed out. And luckily that lineman's belt, you know, uh, it did its job for sure. But like there are new things every year that I figure out and I'm like, you know, I can kind of tell a little bit better, you know, I guess not necessarily what trees I'm going to climb or not going to climb because I'll climb anything if I think it's where I need to be. But if if there's an option, what trees not to try, what not to mess with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, there's definitely uh, there's definitely situations you put yourself in when you're when you're mobile hunting like that that it's that's less than ideal and sometimes sketchy. But you know that's that's kind of the nice thing about saddle hunting is you're you know if you use the lineman's belt you know keep it pretty tight and you know you're you're fairly safe going up the tree that way. I've you know I climb with spikes too and uh, I think this is my maybe my fourth year. I don't know. I've been using them since 2016. Whatever that math is. I'm from West Virginia. I'm yeah. not good at math. But uh, I've gaffed out like maybe three times and I've never done what you did where both feet come out. But definitely had one pop out. And, part of uh, yeah. part of my problem was well one um, I bought used spurs that weren't that sharp um, and and after I've I've climbed that tree since then and it never happened after I sharpened them two this tree is a locust tree with and I I don't even know what kind of locust it is but it's got real thick bark yeah um, almost like spongy bark on it yep and that stuff and I use pole gaffs. I think for that tree, actual tree gaffs would yeah. be a little better. Yeah, I would say so. But second time I climbed it, no problem. But I think I'm going to go drill it and uh, use some bolts in that tree this year. Yeah, that's another great method that, um, you know, I've got basically three main methods that I'll be using this year. Last year I think I had five, and I I didn't end up using most of them. So I've kind of whittled it down to, you know, what I'm most comfortable with and, most of the time I'm going to be using my spikes, the carbon fiber geckos. They're just so light um, and, you know, I hunt private land a lot, so I'm going to be using those. But, you know, as I go out on the on the public land, I've got the hawk helium sticks that I've modded, and I've also got the bolt set up for some presets. So that's basically my three main methods. Um, what are your main methods this year, Grant? Pretty much the exact same exact thing. Same I thing. mean, I'm, I'm going to – I was uh, – using wild edge steps a little bit um and and maybe i will still some i'm just not i know if you practice and you get good with that then they're pretty good method but i just i every summer i think i'm going to have more time to practice with that kind of stuff (laughs) and then every summer i end up in august and i'm like well maybe we won't use that this year (laughs) so I, yeah. I uh, other than that, you know, I want to try out bolts this year. And then because uh, this year I'll be hunting on my farm a whole lot more. I have 200 acres. Uh, my family has 200 acres, I guess I should say. And I don't typically go down there because I'm almost always hunting by myself. And there's no cell phone service down there. There's basically I could get hurt and lay there for a week before anybody <laughs> would uh, – know about it and got a new life insurance policy this year so my wife would probably just be like i don't know what happened to him (laughs) yeah so you know 
I'm going to be doing stuff a little bit different there. I think I'll try some bolts there. Um, spurs are always. I don't think they're. I don't think they can be beat if you're. If you got a place to use them. Yeah, I think, for sure. You know, you can fly up a tree, and you know, to me, I feel just as safe doing that as I do anything else. I've gotten so used to climbing with them. Yeah, for sure. Me too. So let's talk about your farm, your your 200 acres in Roan County. Mm-hmm. So when I first met Grant, um, you know, he he invited me down there to to hunt, and uh, I got to go down there. Man, is a it is a really cool place. It's uh, I mean, you've lived there basically. Well, you lived there most of your childhood. Is that right? Yeah, I, I moved out there. Well, I moved out there when I was nine years old. I started bow hunting when I was nine years old in one month <laughs> like <laughs> as soon as i moved out there my cousin gave me a bow and i started bow hunting so it's uh it's a place that's just like i compare everything to and i don't know if there'll ever be another place that uh lives up to the same feeling i get whenever i'm hunting there yeah i kind of had the same thing growing up because we had a you know a ton of land right yeah. out the back door and that's where i grew up hunting that's where i learned pretty much everything i know now and it's i don't know i mean you know killing a big buck there is is hard if not near impossible and i don't know i still just you yeah. know i'm drawn to that place because it's it's what i grew up doing and i know it so well so it's, it's hard to branch out from from an area that you know you know that well yeah and like i've found too that it's something i'm really excited about and really excited about doing is going back to my farm i have you know as if you're somewhere for 25 years you're going to hunt the same spots and over hunt the same spots yep and you start learning that the deer have patterned you uh, yeah and and so i went back it was actually a year before last and started looking in these areas that just don't get hunted and like almost all like there's several of those areas that literally watch where i access yeah. uh, several beds that watch where i access and i was like man was like these things got me figured out so <laughs> i think this year um you know, my folks lived out in oklahoma for a couple of years and they're moved they moved back to our farm and i'll be able to take my daughter down to spend time with them because they haven't got to do that in a lot of years and two birds with one stone i can be hunting yep there you and, go and uh hunting some of these areas that for the last 20 years have just not been hunted that's pretty exciting yeah i mean i know when i first started going down there with you you kind of had your preset stands yeah. and ladder stands and stuff like that and then was it i know in 2016 you started hunting from a sit drag yep and if i remember correctly i prepped a tree for you in a spot that i don't know if it had been hunted or not the spot itself had been hunted but not that particular tree well, I told you what tree to pick. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I told you what tree to pick, and then I had to instruct <laughs> you the whole time on what to do. So, Anyways, guys, I picked the tree. You know, yeah. Grant kind of overlooked it. He didn't think it was a good spot. <laughs> I told him you should probably sit in this tree because it's the best spot. And I think the first time you sat in it, you killed a pretty nice buck. Yeah. That was after Jared jumped a buck <laughs> right near that stand. I went back and hunted it. So, you know... <sighs> I, I do my best around him, but yeah. <laughs> you know, he tries to screw it up for me pretty much every time. <laughs> yeah, going back to that, I mean, you know, we've hunted Ohio for how many years now? Five? 
Six Five or years. six, yeah. I think six. I think Grant had the longest running bad luck streak yeah. of anybody I've ever known in the state of Ohio. Because, I mean, there's big, huge giant bucks behind every tree. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Grant couldn't kill one of them. <laughs> well, okay. So, let's break this down. We have a small piece of ground. There's, you know, at any time, Jared, his dad are there. I might be there. Um one of our buddies hunts at some jared's son will hunt it and won't mow my grass to help pay for the lease <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to work on that but there's a lot of pressure and you got jared over here killing the first 80 inch buck that he sees <laughs> <laughs> and running a four-wheeler all over the place he, he will pretend like he's a real mobile hunter <laughs> till you see a side-by-side running we're going straight through the bedding area at 8 a.m. Yeah, I don't even saddle hunt, bro. I just put a blind <laughs> around the uh, the ranger with yeah. a you know, hundred pound. Well, that's that's a small corn pile for mm. us. I mean, it's got to be 500 pounds at least. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make it enticing. <laughs> but you did finally break the streak last year. Yeah, uh, and it was still didn't do it. Not on well, our lease. Not on our lease. I did kill a buck on that on our lease. Yeah, I just did. never recovered that one, which was uh, I was ready to I was ready to hang her up. I had a rough season, and after I shot that buck and came home, I was just like, "Nah, I'm not doing that anymore." <laughs> but my sister owns a little piece of ground in uh, Mansfield, Ohio, like a little over maybe an hour north of Columbus, and so we went out there. For New Year's, and my brother-in-law was, uh, shall I tell that? Sorry about the truck in the background. <laughs> nah, keep going. So, my brother-in-law was showing me on his camera, him and these two other guys had been hunting a little baited area, and he's he's got a small, small little piece of ground. And they had had a buck on it, they named it Neptune, which <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> but... He was hunting, and they were hunting like like three times a week over a corn pile, and they had a blind, two chain-ons, and a uh, climber all around this corn pile. And I was, you know, I always preach to him. I'm like, man, you know, let's let's get in a saddle. And he's He doesn't hunt a lot, and I don't think he wants to – put forth the effort to learn something new so he just stays with what he's comfortable with and he's six six and 260 pounds so i think he's a little bit reluctant right anyway they were showing me this and i was just like well i'm gonna go back and shoot a doe um and just finish off the year and and shoot a doe and i went back there and i i stayed back about 30 yards from the corn pile and where they were hunting because I could tell that all the deer were circling downwind from that corn pile, smelling to see if they were there, and then going in. And you could tell it was very obvious that's what was happening. And sure enough, Mr. Neptune comes in. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, man, I probably shouldn't shoot this buck. And it came in. It it had an injury on one of its its hooves. It was real swelled up. It was hobbling real bad, and he really didn't look all that healthy. And I was like, "Well, let's just let's just take care of Neptune here." <laughs> and my brother-in-law is like the nicest guy in the world. But when 
we got down. I got down, and he was already. This is literally 150 yards from their house. We got down. I texted him and said, "Hey, I shot a buck down here." And uh, he come out, and he was had his phone out looking at pictures of Neptune, and then like comparing it. He's like, "No, I don't think that's it." And I was like, <laughs> "This buck's odd looking." It's, yeah, it's very unique. It's it, yeah. It's uh, I guess it's like a nine point, but it's got five on one side and three on the it's other. It's got like a weird big four crawl. on the other. Yeah, yeah it's a weird looking. It's buck. got it's got like a. a I don't know, 12 or 14 inch brow tine on one side. Yeah, it's, so, it's definitely a unique. <laughs> I was buck. like, dude, that's Neptune. He he's toast. That's Neptune. When it finally sunk in, and he really really started thinking about it, <laughs> he was like, I felt bad. I actually I actually apologized to him for shooting. I was like, man, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was that important. <laughs> I don't, I don't let Neptune walk. He was so mad that he ripped the antlers off of it. Yeah, yeah. He pulled one of the antlers <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> but that was it must he must have been ready to drop that thing because i don't think i think mike touched it and it fell off yeah i'd but, say probably the uh the injury had something to do with that but it did I, I was happy to shoot that deer i mean one i just get i get i have the worst luck in ohio like <laughs> i don't know what it is i just have such a hard time killing deer in ohio um, and it, that yeah the one that you lost over there i mean that 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 really sucked because I mean you 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 played that all so perfect because that's the same spot that I killed my 2017 buck in, and we kind of figured out this spot. Um, it's downwind of doe bedding, and there's a trail that these bucks just like to cruise. They come out of a clear cut, they come you know below this little spot, and it, man, it just sets up so good yeah. for the rut. And uh, you know I'd killed my buck out of there, and kind of, we'd kind of figured it out, and then. You know, you can only hunt it on one wind. You need, like, a northwest wind. Yep. And, um, I mean, you snuck in there early that afternoon. Yep. And I got yeah. I got to Ohio at 11, and it had poured the rain all morning. And you guys were all in the camper when I got there soaking mm-hmm. wet. Yep. And they were all – Jared's dad, he <laughs> complains about everything. And – but – <laughs> he complains about it, but he just keeps doing it, like, yeah, over yeah. and over. So, so, all that stands in the wrong spot, but he'll hunt it for 80 yeah. hours. <laughs> and they were all just grumpy, and I was like, I ain't going to hang out with you grumpy people. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to cut that part out. That's all right. <laughs> but I was like, I ain't going to hang out with all these grumpy dudes. I'm going hunting. And it was still raining just a little bit. And the whole time, it was one of those situations where, like, your the the hair on your arms is just standing up because you know that a buck is going to do exactly what it's supposed to do yep and it did and i i don't know i didn't think i made that bad of a shot whenever i like you usually have a pretty good idea when that arrow comes out of your bow about where it's going and it it looked good but i just uh just didn't work out i think we bumped it probably too and i think Maybe it was back and liver shot. And the bad thing is where this deer went is, like, you can't walk through it. You probably can't crawl through it. Yeah, it's awful. It's, I, it's awful. Other than the biggest mistake I made there was not getting a tracking dog. Yeah. And I think I probably should have called a tracking dog that night and set it up for the next morning. Yeah. Uh, I still thought when I went to bed that night, I was like, you know, I was 
Mr. Yeah. Confidence. Like, well, that I thing's was too. Dead. Yeah, because the funny thing is, I was like 100 yards away from Grant. I was set up in another little pinch point on the other side of the bedding area. And I could see Grant's tree from where I was at. And I was watching him through the binoculars. Well, I, I actually, I was sitting there. I was looking the other direction. And I heard something. And, you, like, if you've been bow hunting long enough, you've heard an arrow go through a rib cage. It makes that distinct pop. And that's exactly what I heard. And as soon as I heard that, I picked up my binos and I looked down at Grant and I can see him furiously texting. <laughs> and then he picked, <laughs> he picks his phone up and he puts it to his ear and then my phone rings. So I knew that he had shot a buck. And I mean, to me, the shot, it sounded good. And then, yeah. you know, I got down, you know, I'll, I'm jacked at this point because I'm super excited. I wanted Grant to get one. So I go down there and I'm looking at the arrows sticking in the ground and it's just coated oh, in, you know, from tip to knock <laughs> it's just coated in blood but uh yeah it was just it's one of those weird things i don't know if it deflected or what yeah. happened but i mean it on the video it looked like a good shot and i mean you looked for it the whole next day yep and i looked for it the whole next day and at the last spot of blood it rained all night another thing that didn't help yeah rained all night that night and wasn't supposed to and the next day, the last blood that we found, which that night it was as big as a frying pan, like a yeah. big just yep. pool of blood, was still there after a night of just hard rain. And, you know, I don't know. That deer, yeah, it's like that deer fooled me. That hadn't happened in a long time to me. Like, I mean, I've missed deer in the last few years. Um, I've not made any bad shots last year every deer i shot i killed it and then that happened and i killed a lot of deer last year and yeah. it was just like every one that i shot with my with my bow last year died within sight and then that happened and i was just i don't know it was strange i i expected that thing to be piled up right there yeah it's definitely weird so let's talk about your bow setup since we're you know we're talking about killing deer so me and Grant both shoot pretty different setups, really, yeah. but we both have, you know, the same success, I would say. So, like, tell what you're shooting, like your broadheads, bow setup, and then I'll do mine and kind of talk about why we shoot what we do. Yeah, I, I shoot a Leap Impulse uh, 34. Um, it was one of those bows, like, kind of like a good dog. Like, <laughs> it, it just picked me, <laughs> like, yeah. that bow. As soon as I shot it, I was like, yeah, this is the one. Um, and they're, they're a really nice bow, and you can kind of enter into it on a budget, too. They're really not that expensive, especially – I think I bought mine on Archery Talk, I think. Um, and I think I paid like 400 bucks for it. Yeah. And uh, it's a great bow. I, I absolutely love that thing. And then I shoot uh, – uh, I can't think of the name of them um, – Three blade uh, dead meat, G five dead meat broadheads, and I always struggle and go back and forth between expandable and uh, fixed blades. But those things are, those are some naughty broadheads. Yeah, they seem to do the trick. They do. They every deer, and uh, I'm trying to think. There was one that I made a. a, I was a little bit worried about the shot. It was uh, it was a shoulder shot. And I was pretty concerned and saw where the deer went. But this place that I hunt here locally is like super tall, eight foot tall brush. Yeah. Um, 
and it's a it's an old field um, that's just grown up and I was super concerned that I would not have made a good shot and the biggest part of that it's an 11 acre parcel on an urban hunt so I was like yeah I was like this is dying in someone's flower bed today. <laughs> and I was like real nervous about it and so I was watching this last place I saw it and then um, went down there and it was there 25 yards away and penetrated through both shoulders actually nice. which for an expandable um, that doesn't always happen but yeah um, that's last year was my setup that worked extremely well and killed five deer with it so i'll be going back to that this year and yeah so are you going to be changing anything at all then nothing nothing at all nope and you're doing that urban hunt again this year yep. so i mean that's an important important topic because i mean you have to be spot on yep. with your with your shots and you have to be able to put them down i mean quick yeah yeah real quick it, like this it's kind of funny and i don't know it's urban hunting but there's an apartment complex 80 yards, I think, from the, the tree that I really like to hunt. Probably 80 yards away, and people will be walking their dogs and uh, <laughs> jogging and pushing their kids around in a stroller, and, and you're sitting there. You know, you got to <laughs> wait till the kids quit pointing at the deer before you shoot it. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting, and I... I wasn't sure if I was going to like it, and I just loved it last year. I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah, I've never done anything like that, but I I think that I'm going to jump in with you this year yeah. and, and probably try that because it's something different for me. Yeah, and, like, you know, around here, unless you – I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say there's not any big bucks around here because there certainly are. And if you put in the time, you, you can find some. But – that urban hunt has some huge bucks on it yeah i don't want to talk about it too much because i don't want a bunch <laughs> of people to be like all right i'm doing this urban hunt yeah uh your little 11 acre parcel i like 35 <laughs> yeah yeah it's no real big secret uh, if you figured it out you'd know where i was hunting pretty quick but uh <laughs> you know it's just like it's such a cool thing um going in there and hunting those little parcels like that i don't know it, it gets me excited and there's some big bucks that uh, grew up on whatever flowers people are putting in their flower beds that are like kind of shock you when you see them. Yeah, for sure. For I West mean, Virginia bucks. Yeah, it's no doubt. So we got into Grant's setup, so I'll talk about mine a little bit. So I'm shooting a Bowtech Realm. Um, I bought it last year before season. Um, and I'm, I'm not making any changes this year either. I mean, and that's rare for me because I'm usually yeah. switching something up every year. But... Um, you know, the bow, the bow, I mean, it's nothing special. I mean, it's, you know, whatever, 32 inches axle axle. I think I'm shooting like 66 pounds, so nothing um, too crazy. And the reason I shoot a little bit lower poundage is because it seems like when I'm filming, you know, I'm out trying to get a hunt on, on film or whatever, I end up drawing back like two or three times to get the deer yeah. in frame. You know, it seems to happen that way a lot. So being able to, to draw back, smooth and slow and then let down if i need to without it jerking my arm off is kind of important to me so a little bit lower poundage there but um you know i'm shooting about a 480 grain arrow so you know i'd consider that like a mid-weight setup it's not super heavy but it's you know it's fairly decent putting out good speed and i only shoot fixed blades like i've 
I've hunted with mechanicals and I've had some bad experiences with them. Not that they're not good, but I don't. All my confidence lies in in fixed blades. So I'm shooting the the iron wheel, the solid 125s, which those things are 30 bucks a piece, and it's ridiculous. But man, they're they're <laughs> super good. I really really like them. And uh, you know my old faithful, the the slick trick, just the standard 100s. I've killed almost 40 deer with those heads, and man, they just they just flat out work. They are. They're awesome. They're they look so like when I look at them, I'm like, God, those things are so small. Like those yeah. are cute little broadheads. Yeah, they, but are, they, they tear are cute. stuff up. Yeah, I mean they punch a, a good hole in them. They yeah. penetrate good. Um, man, they're you just they're hard to beat. They're I mean I've shot so many deer with them, and it seems like every time you shoot one, they do the same thing. That you'll shoot them. They kind of take two or three jumps and then they stop to see yeah. what happened. Cause I don't, I don't. It's like they don't feel it go through them almost, and then they just fall over dead. Yeah. And that's that's literally like, you know, probably ninety percent of the deer that I shoot do the same thing. So yeah, I'm not I'm not making any changes to my setup at all. Um, I shot that Iron Will last year for the first time, and uh, I shot both of my bucks with it. Um, the one in Ohio. He was quartering to me just a just a little bit, and I mean I put it right through that leg bone, on purpose. I mean that was that was the shot I had, and he was like 14 yards. So, you know, with that heavier arrow and that that cut on contact broadhead, I mean it just ate him up. It broke the heavy part of his leg bone, and he didn't make it 60 yards. So I'm pretty impressed with that setup, and that's that's what I'm going to be using this year. Um, you changing anything saddle-wise this year? Uh, I don't think so. You know, as a saddle hunter, you can never say you're not changing anything. <laughs> right. Because the, the neck tomorrow, I'll see something, and I'll be like, whoa, i got to <laughs> do that. i got to try that. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't think there's anything I'm necessarily going to change. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really use a back band. Or I never really used a back band that much. Right. And everybody talks about it being so comfortable. I just don't, I don't know. I'm not going to say I don't. It makes me sound like I don't hunt very much. I, <laughs> I don't sit, I'm not in a stand for that. I mean, I'm really not hunting for that long at yeah. any point. Like So you're doing shorter type hunts. Yeah, then. well, the urban hunt, and I don't know if it's these deer have been trained by humans, but... <laughs> by not if it's if it's nine o'clock and you're still seeing deer that's crazy yeah and like most of the time by the time this you could see the sun you might as well just get down yeah because those deer like just lay down and they lay down in that field a lot but they as soon as it, people start moving they lay down and don't move hmm. um actually i don't think i don't think i ever saw a deer there after 9 a.m yeah um so there's that and then in the evenings like you know if you're if you're hunting a bed uh, and i don't i'm not gonna act like i'm a major beast hunter or anything because i'm really <laughs> not but if you're if your objective is to get into this bedding area you're probably not going four hours ahead of time oh i do bro I, oh yeah I, right I, yeah i go in like 10 a.m sit there all day well that's because <laughs> you walk 14 miles <laughs> Yeah, I go to the deepest, darkest yeah, places on public yeah, land. Yeah, right. we can. Yeah, uh, we won't get into that. But but no, I mean, my evening hunts are 
maybe an hour and a half, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. There's just not a whole lot of point, especially early season. Yeah, it's just so hot. And there's I mean, just no real point of getting there. Those deer get up 10 minutes before. Yeah. I mean, usually 10 minutes before it gets dark. And if you're in the game, then you get a crack at them. And if not, then you, know, you don't. But Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sitting longer in the early season just because, you know, if I'm hunting a buck bed, my access takes me forever. Yeah. Just because I'm going super slow. And I just want to get in with enough time, you know, have my crap set up and then, you know, have an hour or two before I think he's going to start moving. So that's really the only reason I'm probably sitting a little longer. Um, but, yeah, the urban thing, I mean, you you don't need to sit there for hours on right. end. So comfort really isn't an issue ever. Yeah, and, I mean, I've never – I stand I, – I lean the whole time. And I don't know of a whole lot of times that I was just like – and, granted, I had uh, about five hunts last year late season in Ohio that I sat um, 12, 11, 12 hours. And there were some times where I was just like, you know, move yeah. around, do something different, yep. sit a different way. But I've never been that uncomfortable to even think I needed a back band. Um, but I want to try it this year, um, you know um, – if it makes things a little better on those super long hunts, then we'll, we'll use her. Yeah, I mean, I it's not something I use a whole lot. That, probably not the early season at all, but when it gets into the rut and you're sitting, you know, you get in 4.30 in the morning and you're sitting until at least noon before you move, I mean, that's that's a pretty good sit. So I, I, I'll use one then. But, uh, I mean, really, November is the only time I'm really putting a lot of time in the tree, so... You know, I'm I'm like you. I'm a leaner. I don't sit hardly. I mean, yeah. very little. So I think of one of those real super long sits. I last year I was I paid attention to how much I actually sat down, yeah. and I think it was a, about a half hour. Yeah. Broken up into you know five minute in, in, uh, intervals. Yep. Throughout the day, I think it added up to about a half hour. Yeah. The rest of the time, I. Just, leaning it's just a to, for me that's a super comfortable way to be in the tree yeah i mean it's it's just like anything else i mean you sit in anything for any period of time you're yeah. gonna adjust how i mean you can't sit in a lazy boy recliner for 12 hours and not adjust I mean, oh i can oh well, i can yeah you're a pro at yeah. it so. <laughs> <laughs> i mean you do it all day every I day so yeah. i mean you you've got that dialed in but uh yeah let's talk about some of our hunt plans this year because this year's going to be pretty crazy for me um what do you got planned this year well i'm still not a hundred percent i really want to go to kentucky early season and i've wanted to for the last 10 years and every single year something happens <laughs> last year i don't even remember what happened last year but i had planned down to a week before and i was about to buy my license and something happened oh well i had a, a dog that ended up uh, getting cancer last year and he was super sick and i was yeah. like oh I, I don't think i can do that we ended up taking him to the vet when i was supposed to be in kentucky and he had cancer but every year something stops me from doing kentucky and this year's no different <laughs> i have some work obligations that are uh rearing their ugly head that i'm afraid is going to cancel K 
Kentucky for me. It may not. I just but, quit your job. Just. Well, <laughs> you know, if a company, if a saddle company would hire me <laughs> to do absolutely nothing, um, no, I don't think there's any, except yeah. run a podcast that nobody listens to. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't get any saddle companies to do that. So yeah, keep looking. Uh, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to talk to some of these other guys here. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, like, uh, after, other than Kentucky, uh, I w- really want to try, my, one of my best friends has a camp up in Potter County, PA, and it's mountain, uh, pretty yeah, deep big mountain, mountain hunt, country, yeah. yeah, but it is such a cool place to hunt, and, yeah. uh, and he's not, he's not a saddle hunter, I've talked to him a lot about it, and he's hinted that he might do it, um, and, he wouldn't say he doesn't uh believe in hunting beds or you know that the he doesn't necessarily buy all the hunting beast type of stuff yeah um so i really want to go up there and not saying that i'll go there and kill a deer because it probably won't happen <laughs> but i i want to go up there with them just so i can i, I really want to just show them how it works because it's so a lot of times it's just so spot on like yeah. You can pick out points. Yeah, I can pick them out in West Virginia, and we can go there. And maybe not. Most certainly not a hundred percent. But no, I think I could go there, and at least some of the spots that I have marked up there, there'd be some buck bedding there, and and um, there are some real big bucks that I've seen get killed. Yeah. Um, I, I on one of their Facebook groups. I don't know what Potter County, PA, Facebook groups. There are some absolute slobs that get killed up there yeah now you're doing good i worked uh worked with him uh when he had he had a taxidermy shop and i did taxidermy too for a long time and uh we mounted a lot of bucks from potter and you know the general idea i get is if you killed a hundred inch buck up there some people would probably swing by your camp and look at it because it'd be (laughs) pretty nice one so I really want to go up there and hunt. I've wanted to for a lot of years and just haven't done it. Um, and if that doesn't work out, if I do, it's going to be the first week of season. Um, but I work in Pennsylvania as well. And uh, a lot of people don't necessarily realize how awesome Pennsylvania's public land is. Yeah. Like they have a lot of it. Yep. And it's really nice. And from what I can tell, bow season, it's not real busy so i'm gonna be hunting some of that um some of that public land up just across the border from morgantown and enjoying some of that yeah i mean i've scouted some of that out in that area and man there's there's definitely some big deer in there i mean the sign is there and i think if you you know put a little bit more effort than most other people are going to do and and i think you got a shot at a really good deer up there yeah i think so too i think it's going to be I think it's going to be real exciting. Um, just, you know, I'll be up there a lot anyway for work, so might as well. Yeah. Might as well hunt it. Um, then I got my, my farm, which I've left alone the last couple of years just because I've, you know, like I was saying earlier, uh, I didn't really want to hunt down there completely by myself, completely isolated. Right. And uh, plus it's just not that much fun. Like. Yeah, just going by yourself. Like and, I, yeah. I enjoy the camaraderie of hunting more than I enjoy everything else. Like, yeah, because, I, I mean, when we're together, it's just constantly, you know, busting each other's yeah. balls about something. So Yeah, and 
you know, it gets, it's a little bit boring hunting all alone. So, um, but do the farm, do Ohio a little bit this year. I think, I don't know how much I'll get to do Ohio, maybe a week or two. Yeah. And then, uh, from there, I don't know. I always like to do something a little different late season and go try to hunt somewhere late season. So yeah, might even, uh, look into that and, depending on where tethered is sending you i'll make the rest of my plans accordingly because uh um you know you might you might get a free trip out of it and i might tag along (laughs) and uh tell tell my best friend greg godfrey (laughs) that i'm there and he's got to pay for me i mean if you jump in the back of my truck and i don't know you're there and i drive there i mean it's not my fault that you showed up so not that we're planning that, but it, it could happen. So, hey, you know, <laughs> things happen. Yeah, but I mean, I am gonna try. I am gonna try to go to Kentucky for you know, I'd like to go down for a week and just just to see what I could do. I mean, farm country down there, corn, beans. Yeah. I mean, it should be pretty easy. I mean, <laughs> uh, it looks it looks so good. Like, yeah, I mean that's stuff that we don't get to hunt. I no, mean, we don't never. have that here at all. No. I mean, we've got pasture fields and thick woods, and that is all yep. we got. So, you know, you you see these guys on the outdoor channel hunting bean fields, and there's giant bucks running everywhere. So that's what I got in my mind, and if it doesn't live up to that, I'm never going back. Yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I wouldn't either. But, yeah, I'm going to do Kentucky and then uh, probably come back here and do the maybe do the urban hunt with you, maybe do, film some and hunt around west virginia for the opener and then i'm headed to um michigan for the public land challenge what's that's that's going to be a tough one i've been doing some cyber scouting and it it is out of my realm for sure so that's going to be interesting um that will be cool that's you hear a lot about michigan and, and being tough and being crowded public land and all that. I'm kind of interested yeah. to see how that goes. Yeah, me too, because, I mean, it's the same as anywhere else. You always hear, oh, there's so many people there. It's so crowded. Then when you actually go do it, yeah. it's not as bad as people make it out to be. I, I didn't hunt public land my entire life. Yeah, Because I me. remember my grandpa and his neighbor telling me about almost getting shot or blah, 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 whatever. And I was scared. I was like expecting yeah. to be dodging arrows yeah. and bullets and <laughs> we hunted we turkey hunted public land last year and it was some of the prettiest turkey woods that oh, i've yeah. ever seen yeah it this place we kayaked in boated in i guess and it was gorgeous so yeah some of the prettiest woods i've we seen we did see we did see two guys yeah but i mean it's it's been, it was the same for me my growing up we always hunted private land um, my dad and my grandpa, I mean, like public land is like the last place you wanted to go to yeah. them. Like, you know, it was the same deal you said, you know, there's people everywhere, the bullets flying over your head, your, <laughs> you know, chances of killing anything are slim to none. And I have found that that is absolutely not the case. No. I mean, I, I've just hunted, started hunting public land the last couple of years. I've had some of my best hunts on public land. Yeah. I mean, some of the most fun I mean, when you can go to an area that it's like, you know, 20,000 acres or more. I mean, yeah. we've got areas in West Virginia where there's, geez, I don't know what the, the Mon National Forest is. Oh, it's God. hundreds uh, of thousands yeah, of I acres. But, I mean, 
it's like every hunt is an adventure really i mean you can you know like we were doing last year kayaking into spots which that is an absolute blast yeah it's just cool yeah it's just cool to do it and like i I don't remember uh let's see we were trying to think we you and i hunted there's probably a video of it i don't know if we edited that or not but on the way back out it was like all this fog settled on the lake and like the uh the stars were like shining like super bright we didn't use any lights getting back out and uh as i told jared it was really romantic (laughs) (laughs) it was a special moment between me and grant good thing he's ugly (laughs) i might have kissed him (laughs) good thing i'm a filthy ginger that saves (laughs) me yeah Yeah, no doubt but yeah that was you know we we did see a couple deer that hunt and we went back later well during rifle season which was when everybody says not to go to public land and we did see people there was people boating in doing the same thing we were but literally within an hour i had i i'd out hiked everybody and there wasn't anybody and i actually missed a buck that day which was the stupidest thing ever because he was literally 40 yards in the wide open and i had a rifle and i missed that deer I was so jacked up that I, I don't know if I jerked the shot, what I did, but I ended up hitting a limb, so I'm going to blame it on that. Hmm. But, uh, I mean, it wasn't a big buck. but you know, Or a big limb. Or a big limb. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my goal last year was to kill a deer using kayak for access. Yeah, and I cool. missed that one. I ended up going back the very last day of season, and I killed a doe. So, you know, I got it done, but it wasn't the buck that I wanted. So You know what I think is really funny about that place? Almost all of the good sign, fresh sign that I found there was right next to the lake yep. and right where it's easy to access. Yep. And if I bow hunt it this year, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm not, I, during rifle season, because one of my buddies, the same guy I'm going to hunt with in PA came down and we boated in and hiked way yeah. back in Yep. and there was, it was a ghost town when you got back in that stuff. There was no deer sign. I found one bed um, out on a big point that hadn't been used in a while. Yeah. And then I didn't see a deer until I got close back to where people were. And yeah, it's weird. It because was loaded. Giant rubs. Yep. Like rubs bigger than your leg. Like there's some big deer in there. That's going to be an interesting place to bow hunt. Yeah, I found the same thing because I scouted it a little bit the year prior in the in the early probably like march february march something like that and i found the same thing all the big sign was close to the water so i'm i think that those deer like to bed at the head of those coves yeah a little bit lower than normal and i think it's because of how people access it honestly yeah. because you've got some access that comes in from the top like from the main parking areas yeah. And it seems like those deer bed lower, closer to the water, where they can watch the water. Yeah. And then if they see anybody coming, I mean, they're gone. Yeah. So, oh, that place is so thick. Oh, it's nasty. I got hung up on a high wall. It, it's old mine property. And we were, uh, my phone was about to die. <laughs> the phone was about to die. It was getting dark. It was getting dark. And I was above about a... I don't even know how big of a drop that is. Hundred. Oh, they're feet. probably a hundred feet tall. Yeah, this high. I was on the top side of this high wall, and on Onyx, it looked like a great way just to skirt the top of that high wall and around. 
and it was so thick it was crazy <laughs> so it was getting dark my phone was dead and I found a tree that had fallen down that high wall and I had rifle backpack tripod camera <laughs> DSLR and all this stuff that I was lugging around and I shimmied down that tree like a gray squirrel and just got so lucky that I got down there and got down it safe and then I walked across a puddle that I sunk up to my waist in. (laughs) I don't know if it was some sort of retention thing they had when they mined it but it looked like it was about an inch deep and then I sunk up to my waist. Yeah, so needless to say, when I got back to the truck, because I was hunting a different area, I got back to the truck. Grant was not very happy. <laughs> no. no I was, and I think his exact words were, I'm never coming back here again. <laughs> I bet my exact words had a few more four-letter yeah, words I can't, in there. Yeah, I can't say them on the podcast. I've heard Grant say that a lot, that I'm never coming back to this spot. I'm never doing this again, but I can always talk him into doing it. <laughs> you can usually talk me into doing it. It's yeah. type two fun, right? It yeah. Suck, it sucks while while you're doing it, but it makes for the best stories. Yeah, that's for sure. That I mean, the area that we bow hunted there was, uh, what was that sorghum? A big sorghum field. Yeah. That they had planted. Like this, this public ground is gorgeous. It's pretty sweet. It's it's awesome. <clears throat> A lot of big bucks on in that spot too. Yeah. Yeah, we had grand plans of going back in there and putting cameras and everything out, which uh, we we never did that. But well, I mean, we're we're still going to hunt it this year. I I may still put cameras out just to let them run through the fall, just because the sign that I found looked like it was all made during the rut. So it would be kind of cool to let a camera soak for yeah. like the whole month of November That'd just to ideal. see what they do mm-hmm. and you know figure that area out a little bit. Um, the spot where I missed that buck. You know, like Grant said, it's a big high wall. And, I mean, if you've never been around a high wall, it's like a cliff, basically, where they've strip mined out the side of the hill. And it makes a pond at the bottom. So you got a pond at the bottom and a cliff. And if you can find those little funnels between those high walls where the deer can cross it, I mean, yeah. it's a pretty dynamite spot. The spot that I found last year, um, there's one little gap going between high walls. And there was trees in there as big as my thigh rubbed up so um yeah there's definitely some big deer in there oh there are look forward to hunting that again this year yeah it'll be fun and you know other than that i wish i had some more plans for hunting trips but like i said i got a new life insurance policy this year if i get too (laughs) fresh with my wife she's gonna she's just gonna i'm not saying she'd kill me but i'm just saying if november 30th rolls around and you haven't heard from me Check yeah. the toxicology reports because <laughs> something's probably a little fishy. Yeah, I'll keep an eye out on you. I'm, I know Jess. I mean, she's she seems like a good girl, but you I don't. Think, I don't know. You think you know Jess? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the same goes for me too. I mean, you know, I'm kind of doing this full time now, so it may be worse off for me. You know, my wife is pretty understanding, but usually by the end of November, she's kind of done with it. Yeah. So, well, I, your wife lets you do more than uh, anybody ever. <laughs> I don't know about that. Let's not go that far. Well, I mean, look, you hunt more than any before you got this BS job with Tethered. <laughs> uh, you hunted more than anybody else I knew. Yeah, uh, I mean, and, and and she let you. She was just like, yeah, whatever. 
And I'm, she she also butchers my deer for me. So, oh man. I mean, I've got it made. <laughs> That's awful. But I, I'm actually looking forward to uh, to taking her hunting a little bit more this year. I mean, she she's hunted you know for several years, but you know because of her job and everything, she doesn't get to hunt a ton. Usually, early season is when she gets to to hunt because she has time after work. But um, hopefully, let I'll be able to let her go a little bit more. And um, I'm getting my son Austin, which uh, he's been mentioned on this maybe not this podcast but other podcasts we call him snack pack because he's always got to have them snacks he's got to have them (laughs) snacks he's got a backpack that might weigh 30 pounds that's got every snack you could ever want in there and he's really expensive to take on trips because you go to a gas station and you walk out of there dropping 75 bucks and you don't even know what hit you you got to watch him too he will trade you (laughs) he will trade you out of your firstborn child he's a wheeler and dealer he is man he that kid I don't know how many times over in Ohio he's traded me crap for my pocket <laughs> knives and all kinds of he stuff. He usually ends up on the top side he of the does. deal. He's yep. pretty good at it. And yep. I don't know if he got that from me or not. <laughs> Quick question since we're talking about your family. Um, does Greg and Ernie know how good, how much better your wife is at your current job than what you well, are. I, I was trying to keep that a secret <laughs> because <laughs> Amanda Amanda's got the talent. Jared just uh, yeah. he's just along for the ride. I mean, she is awesome, and she I mean she she does this. She doesn't you know not in the hunting industry, but my wife actually works for the FBI doing videography and photography. So it's kind of weird that we both ended up kind of doing the same thing. Or she she does it. And she then does you it take for me, credit. and then I take the credit. <laughs> But she's she's wicked awesome with photography, yeah. and I'm more on the videography side, so it kind of works out. It's it's pretty cool because she she loves the saddle stuff. I mean, she's all about it, and she's wanting to get into it this year, kind of for the first time. So that's going to be interesting for me because you know, as a saddle hunter, you've got all this gear, and you know now I got to kind of outfit her and my son at the same time. So. Yeah, but you work for a saddle company, so right. that should be and that is zero a, problem. That is a plus, so <laughs> so it shouldn't shouldn't be too big of a problem. But it's still a lot of gear to oh, yeah. to make sure it's all ready to go. And yeah, and you know I'm wanting to get my son into you know hunting the way I do, you know, which is run and gun, you know, setting up on sign, you know, not I not that I have a problem with hunting over corn piles because we've done that in the past with him, and he's killed deer that way. But I want him to experience, you know. He needs to experience the suck a little bit. Exactly. Because, and that's one thing, like, I've thought a lot about how I'm going to take my daughter. She's four now, but she is itching to go hunting. Like, and and I don't even think it's, she might not even understand the killing part yet, but she is itching to get out there with me. Uh, And I feel, I feel like I'll probably take her along and probably not kill anything, but probably take her along with me this year. But, uh, I think about that all the time. That's one of the things, like, do you make it easy? And uh, you kind of have to. Yeah. But the reality of it, when I, I never had anybody to teach me how to hunt. Like, my family didn't hunt. My grandpa duck hunted, I think. Um, no, I've taught myself everything that <laughs> everything that I know about hunting, I've pretty much taught myself. Um and I think about how hard I struggled, and I'm like, yeah, I think that might build a little character. Yeah, and just I kick mean, her out in the 
kick her out in the brush and say, get after it. I mean, it definitely, I mean, yeah, I, I started the same way. I mean, my dad and my grandpa both hunted and I went with them, but I mean, they hunted the same spots, you know, the year in, year out, yeah. you know, same spot with a rifle. So it's not like, you know, they're set up on, you know, a buck bed or whatever, right. but you know, I, when I started hunting with my dad, you know, we were kind of mobile hunting with, with climbing stands, you know, the big old uh, summit back when they were made out of leaf springs and whatever <laughs> heavy metals you could yeah. make a tree stand out of. <laughs> but, you know, we started with that and, um, you know, my dad killed some deer with a bow. And then when I got into it, he kind of, you know, faded out from bow hunting and just rifle hunted and kind of just left me to figure it out. And, uh, I mean, I you know, struggled for, you know, I hunted, I think I got my first compound bow when I was seven years old, like my first real compound bow with sights and everything. And I chased deer until I was, I killed my first deer with a bow when I was 16. So that many years it took me to kill a yeah. deer. Wow. I, I killed mine the next year after I got a bow, but yeah. well, we can't it, all, yeah. we can't all be, have these genetics. <laughs> right. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things like getting kids into it. Um, I think you kind of have to make it easy for them, make it fun for them yeah. to start with, and then kind of progress, which that's kind of what I've done with Austin. He killed his first deer when he was like six and a half years old, yeah. which I feel is a bit young. And, I mean, obviously I wouldn't take that hunt back for anything because it was awesome. It was but, awesome. Um, I don't think at that age that they fully grasp um, – you know the killing aspect of it and i think that's pretty important yeah i mean that you're you know you're showing them you know you're taking a life from something and it's it's something that we have respect for and you know you should have respect for as a hunter but you know trying to explain that to a kid that you know you're pulling a trigger and you're killing something yeah ouch something just stung me (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah that's going to be interesting this year getting him into the more mobile game um i need to get out and practice with him for sure but you know i've got him a a saddle set up and uh his own platform and everything and like hanging from the saddle for him has been pretty natural so far but like the climbing aspect of it is what i'm worried about yeah so you know that's that's the one thing i need to work through but uh it's going to be interesting and i'm going to film the whole thing so that's going to be that'll be cool that'll be really fun you know, I've been filming the kid ever since he was, you know, born doing, yeah. you know, hunting stuff. So probably, I think, one of the coolest videos you ever made was him shooting his bow when he had a mohawk. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yep, yep. I remember watching that video. Like, I've been watching Jared's videos um, long before he was, like, I'm before I met Jared, I remember watching his videos. And I remember, because uh, we both belonged to a forum called uh, West Virginia, West Virginia Sportsman. Sportsman, yep. And he would post YouTube or uh, YouTube um, GoPro videos on there, of, like <laughs> shooting does and stuff. And I remember being like, oh, "This guy's awful." <laughs> but it, it really—I was thinking about this the other day. Like, that was 15 years ago, probably. Yeah, I'm guessing. And Jared was out slumming it with a GoPro, and progressively, like I've literally watched his videos progressively ever since then, and even. You know, before we were friends, before I ever knew who he was, and it's kind of cool that now you're working for a company doing this stuff. Like that's 
it's yeah, awesome. It's, it's it's still really weird to me because I mean when I you know I grew up watching you know real tree monster bucks like the yeah. very first one like I can still remember that like I don't even yeah. know how old I was like seven eight years old I don't even remember what year that was but I remember thinking like that is awesome yeah. like I want to do that and yeah. you never actually think that you're gonna do it I right. mean and I didn't like set out to you know film my hunts and to get famous that's the last thing that I want um but it's just weird that the way it worked out um that I'm now actually doing it yeah. as a living that's pretty sweet and it still hasn't sunk in yet you know I'm not jealous but I would love <laughs> to just beat the snot out of you like and I, I always have that feeling I always want to beat yeah, you, he, yeah beat on you a little bit but <laughs> well I remember when Jared told me I was just like God, I, hate, I you. hate you so much like <laughs> just don't like you anymore <laughs> <laughs> not that he liked me very much no, to begin with, but, but yeah it is cool uh yeah congratulations on that yeah, he was well. drunk when he showed up here today so uh <laughs> you know you don't have a job he's just slamming beers coming up my driveway it's like god that's cool uh, professional beer drinker yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, all kidding aside, I mean, it, it is super cool. It's, it's going to be fun. Um, you know, it's cool that we've got to do it together. You know, yeah. we, you know, we started, you know, several years back now and, you know, we were kind of always the two out of the group that filmed, that filmed and actually put effort into it. Yeah. I mean, nothing against those other guys. They're all good guys, but except LG. yeah, he's, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about him <laughs> later. I'm going to get him on the podcast. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's it's fun because you know me and Grant have kind of been doing you know YouTube together for the last was it just basically a year yeah, really a year because we were kind of doing things uh, separate but doing the same exact thing so and ha- half the time we were hunting together yeah like, so uh, and yeah it was just kind of one of those things I was like well, why don't we just make videos together it yeah it sense. just makes sense I mean <laughs> we live like twenty minutes apart so yeah. it's you know it's no big deal for me to drive over and and film some stuff so you know that's been that's been a lot of fun doing that um you know and you know the the filming thing is really really popular right now and there's a lot of guys getting into it and we have never done it for we've never wanted sponsors we've never wanted free gear like we just want to do it like that's just what we want to do i i feel so strange if i go really anywhere i mean i take my camera literally everywhere i go and if i'm like because you just see so much stuff like whenever you don't have a camera it's like big buck big buck big buck everywhere (laughs) and i've ran up on the hill last year um to uh there was a gobbler back here behind my house and it was like the last day of season and i was like uh, and last year was a trying season for me. <laughs> it whooped me. And this gobbler, I heard him gobbling. I wasn't going to go hunting, and he just kept it up. And I was like, all right, yeah. You're, you pretty much have to go I, I have to do this. So I took off up there, and uh, he he gobbled hard. I didn't take my camera gear. He gobbled at least 500 times. Um, didn't end up killing him which was the story of last year. Didn't end up killing much, but uh, I saw a red fox at maybe 10 yards from me, and it come. It started to run past me, and then it just sat down and looked at me. And I was like, 
why don't I have a camera? Yeah. But it was just it every single thing that happened, I was like, why don't I have a camera? <laughs> but I, I'm so addicted to it now. I honestly, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I wouldn't hunt if it if I was told tomorrow you can't film. Um, I'm not saying I wouldn't hunt, but I definitely don't think I'd enjoy it nearly as much as I do being able to, you know, film it, edit it, and yeah. put it out there for everybody else. Yeah, that's what I love about it because, I mean – you know, you you spend that much time in the woods, and you're going to see some things that other people really yeah. don't get to see. And if you can capture that on camera and take it back and show your buddies or your family or whatever, that's that's what I love to do. You know, whenever I get back from a hunt, and instead of explaining everything in boring detail, you know, just put yeah. it up on the TV and yeah. let them watch it. And it's, yeah, and it's cool. Like, uh, uh, you know, a lot of folks, me and Jared and our buddy LG, were just talking about this the other day, like. A lot of folks don't understand that there are big bucks even here. Yeah. Like, if they don't run trail cameras, well, and I guess Facebook, you, you see a couple big bucks every now and then. But, like, I remember showing about a 120-inch buck to one of my buddies, and all he does is rifle hunt. And he was – that was the biggest buck he had ever seen. <laughs> like, he was – he freaked about it and wanted, of course, to go hunt wherever I saw that deer. And I wouldn't <laughs> let him, but – you know, a lot of people don't realize that that's there unless unless you show, show them. them. Yeah. yeah. So I always think it's so cool to do that. And, like, I was uh, not too long ago uh, messaging a boy who lived in Thailand who <laughs> messaged me because he watches uh, Hunt Appalachia. Wow. And he was messaging me and was talking about how cool it was. And then he sent me. Um, emailed me pictures of uh, catfish that he was catching in Thailand, which were just sweet. <laughs> like, it was awesome. But, I mean, otherwise, if I wasn't there's doing a, that. There's a deer running through your yard. Yeah. <laughs> Probably going to the corn pile in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big doe. It is a big doe. That's cool. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there's so many things that, well, and like uh, friendships, even though I'm not friends with Greg anymore. Um, since he hates you and yeah all. since he hates me and i didn't do anything to him um <laughs> they're like you you meet people and like they're just filming and putting it on youtube has done yeah. a lot i mean that's you know? that's a crazy thing too to think about is like all the people that i talk to like my circle of small circle of friends right now it's like i've met all of them through hunting and through yeah. filming and just talking to people i mean that's what's so cool about you I mean there's a lot of bad about social media yeah. but there's a lot of good too i mean yeah. you know it puts a lot of like-minded people together and uh i mean there's guys that i talk with almost daily you know facebook messenger or whatever yeah. and you know i've never met them in person but i mean i could meet them face to face and feel like i've known them for 15 years if it, if it wasn't for social media me and my wife would not be together yeah. I put her in my MySpace top 10 like two days after <laughs> we met. Bam. Man. Yep. She dug it. <laughs> yeah, that's old school And then, right the, then we lived happily ever after. Yeah, I mean, it's that simple. So there is good things about it. But, yeah, we've covered a lot of stuff today. Yeah. Um, pretty much every <laughs> MySpace. topic. Yeah, MySpace to hunting. <laughs> I don't even know what else, but about it's, Jared uh, being a lazy bum and getting paid for it. Yeah, so I think we've covered a good amount of stuff. I don't know how long we're at, but uh, I think we're going to wrap it up, and we're actually going to go out and shoot a couple videos. I don't know what we're going to do yet, but uh, check out 
hunt Appalachia the best YouTube channel. Yeah, I mean it's that the there best. is. It's the best. And, you know, we don't have that many subs or that well, many likes, but I mean that doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many you got, unless you're trying to get paid by YouTube, and then yeah. it sort of does matter how many views you got. But we're obviously not making a living through YouTube. No, so it's not yet. Not yet, but we will. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's that's our channel is Hunt Appalachia, and uh, yeah, there's going to be a ton of stuff on there this fall. There I mean we've we've been kind of slack through this summer because we're lazy, but I mean turkey season <laughs> hurt me so deeply. I'm just <laughs> getting over it. No joke. Grant got Lyme's disease. I did. I did. Yeah, yeah, I got Lyme disease. That. Yeah, I haven't really even talked about that. I had a rough you did. year. I got fired for the first time in my life. I you got did. fired from a job. You lost your dog. And my dog died. Uh, it's almost a country song. It really it, is. It's a country we, song about Lyme disease. We should probably <laughs> write a country song about your issues. I know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Uh, I, I had a pretty rough. I, really, from uh, the end of May to sometime in july i'm still not normal like my my uh i get like major cramps in my side and they uh, they don't know if it's related to that or not i don't know what else would be related to but yeah uh it's been weird it's been a weird yeah i mean i only catch really weird stuff like i had shingles <laughs> at the age of 20 something the yeah, one you year. you always seem to get the odd I do yeah you're you're gonna get the bubonic plague I know, next i know i'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's gonna be it's it'll be the only case in north america in like you know three thousand years yeah. or whatever but no you've had a rough year and uh i remember thinking not too long ago that like man grant has had it tough this year i know i know I, so yeah i got fired from a job um which i didn't like that job and all these people that i worked with were highly educated folks and I wasn't. I was always the guy that would just like 100% tell it like it is. And I'd, <laughs> I had got, gotten promoted through this company so far. Uh, they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to give me the promotions they had to. And so they were itching to find a reason. And it happened to be saddle hunting was part of that reason because I just, uh, I just <laughs> peaced out and went to Saddle Palooza. Uh, there were, they had other reasons, they said. Uh, but all the reasons that they had, uh, what was interesting to me, and I even told him that afterwards. I was like, I could have picked a hundred reasons. You should have fired me. <laughs> the, those weren't even on the list. Those weren't even the good ones. <laughs> I could tell you better stories right now. <laughs> but, yeah, it was crazy. That was the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest feeling ever getting fired from a job. So you got fired for saddle hunting, and I got hired for saddle yeah, hunting. Yeah, I know. So that's I know. A weird. Just wait. Yeah. Just wait. Yeah, maybe. Wait till I talk to Greg. <laughs> Actually, Greg and I aren't friends. Wait till I, I'm going to yeah. talk to Ernie. Yeah, there you go. You might have to go through other channels to get, get it done. So, <laughs> Tell them about that fifth of whiskey that fell out of your truck. <laughs> if you saw Ernie's truck, I don't, I don't think what my, mine doesn't even compare. I feel like I saw the picture, and it looked like you could have hidden a 
dead person in the floorboard well, of the truck. I opened the door to get in Ernie's truck, and a 500-foot roll of Versa strap rolled out <laughs> and was like rolling down the street. And oh. that's not a lie. So wow. So I think we're going to do an episode sometime this year of what's in Ernie's truck. <laughs> and if people could guess like five items that they find in Ernie's truck, we're going to do like a giveaway. Yeah, or that's so. a good idea. That's a very good idea. <laughs> But yeah, this has been fun. I'm I'm glad you got to hop on here and, and Heck yeah. talk some. I'm, fi- I'm stuff. glad to finally get the hunting respect that I deserve. Yeah. Um, the recognition. Know, the recognition. Yeah. I'm probably one of the best hunters in West Virginia. Yeah, I would probably say you're right. So uh, I'm up there. I'm honored to uh, get to mentor under you and yeah, learn exactly. everything that I know. So I got you a job. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that my teachings have done something for you. Yeah, finally paid off. So I'm sure we'll have you back on here again. Heck yeah. And uh we'll we'll probably do a podcast from live from hunting camp in Ohio or something. That'd that be awesome. that would, would be a really good one to get my dad on here. Oh and, man. Uh, I'll, I don't get know a if cup, I could edit get a that many cuss can. words out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get a couple blue cans, a little bud light in that guy. And he'll yeah. he'll talk till next week. Yeah, there's I mean, he'll probably tell you all about how I set up his tree stands wrong and yeah. how he can't kill anything. And it's true. I mean, I mean, not to get off on another tangent here, but we set up his double ladder stands, which weigh 1,200 pounds apiece. <laughs> we set his stand up in, like, the best spot on the lease. He rattles in the oldest buck on the place, which is, like, this deer's, like, eight years yeah, old. Plus, I don't know. He's, he's big. He's big, old, gnarly buck. And my dad passed that deer up at 25 yards. Yep. And then cont- and then complained that his that he never saw a deer from that stand. Yep. So, and <laughs> you know what always drove me crazy about that is you would set up the tree, <laughs> spend eight hours getting this tree stand up. He'd hunt out of it once, and then he'd be like, That's, "That stand's awful. Yep. I ain't hunting there." Yep. Or set up. Set <laughs> it up. needs to be in that tree, three yards away. <laughs> <laughs> or the time we set up a ladder stand in a pine tree that had awesome cover, and then he proceeded to chop down every limb on that pine tree. Until yeah, it looked, it, like, it looked like, like a power pole. It looked like a telephone pole when he was done with it. And then he ended up moving that stand 10 yards. Yep. So this is the stuff we deal with. Yeah. So Yeah, that's uh, it's the, best, it's the best, part, best part of hunting Ohio. Yeah, it's... It's a good time. It's always interesting, and it, it makes for some good stories. So oh, yeah. I guess it's worth it. But, yep, we'll have you on here again here probably in hunting season. And uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. See you, folks. <laughs>